We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolor paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Thursday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer in the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is now available on iTunes and Stitcher and is now live streaming right now, this second, on Google Hangouts, which also appears on the official YouTube channel. So if you get a chance to rate, review us, please go ahead. Don't forget to share and subscribe. Press that little red button there on the official YouTube channel. We appreciate that. That's the fastest way for you to get this show. If not, we always appreciate you listening, downloading, streaming in podcast format. Benicio, welcome to another Thursday of Fantasy NBA Action. Yeah, we actually got a a, a couple games here, and um, a few of them are... Interesting. We have six overall, a uh, couple high-paced teams that are going here. So, you know, it's not a horrible night for fantasy. And this is the number of games that I like, kind of in my sweet spot. I like, you know, like six to nine game schedules. That's uh, 
that's my favorite. So I'm definitely playing this one pretty heavy. All right. You know what? I'm going to do make a conscious effort to um, not scratch my ear or touch my nose on Google Hangouts. <laughs> that's my, that's one of my pledge for today. I'm not promising any uh, awesome fantasy content. I'm, I'm striving to, to not look like an idiot on YouTube. How, does that sound like a good plan for today, by the way? I mean, it's a good plan. Did I, did I miss something? Or? <laughs> yeah. I guess I should explain myself before I start um, talking about it all. Like looking at, you know, there's a designated thumbnail, you know, with every YouTube video that shows up. You know, it's just like the okay. screen, right? And All right. the first one was me going like this, scratching like I'm a cat behind my ear. And the third one is like touching my nose like you're giving me a sobriety test or something else like that. And the third one okay. is just like normal, looks like at least like I look like somebody who knows what they're doing. So, um, yeah, and I had so I went in and actually, and that was the thumbnail for the show today. So, if anybody who actually wants to check out fantasy analysis for Wednesday, uh, uh, February 24th, you would take a look at this video, uh, that video. If you wanted to find out what we're talking about for Thursday when we're doing the show that we normally do, recording 36 hours in advance, that's the official disclaimer that I try to get out as often as possible. So if we, you know, pump up or predict or, you know, recommend a player who ends up getting scratched, now you know why uh, that exactly happens. We try to get this this show out for you as early as possible so you have enough time to download and research uh, as early as possible. And we've been doing that for uh, the better part of almost a year now. So we're going to continue to do so because I think that's the best way for us to um, get the – most amount of exposure and get the biggest reach overall. We trust you guys to, to, you know, figure out the scratches and the late lineup stuff, and we'll give you the the, the nitty gritty here. So let's go ahead and talk about the point guard position here for Thursday um, to to Westbrook or to Curry or to Damian Lillard here on the Thursday slate. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I like Westbrook the most out of all these guys. Wherever you can fit him in, um, I'm actually just looking up to see what his price has been on Fandle the past couple of days, we'll see around like 11,000 or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About $11,000. So I think he's safe for 45 to 55 fantasy points. And that's not just a guess. It's basically because that's what he's done in, you know, about 12 of his last 14 games or so. Um, not really scared off of anything with the matchup here. I think it's a pretty good spot for him against Dallas. Um, so I think Westbrook is probably the one guy that I would have absolutely no problem paying up for. Um, coming down from him, I also like uh, Drew Holiday listed as a point guard over here, right? Yes. Am I looking at the right slate right here? Uh, like you that? are. Drew Holiday is listed um, in like our as a top five projected player so far. So okay, there you go. All right, now I see him. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, I like the matchup for him. OKC, okay, it's going to be paced up game. Uh, he's been putting up some really big numbers. You know, he's been giving you like five, six, seven X the last couple games. Put up a couple games in the, um, you know, in the low to mid 40s. So I like Holiday in the spot. And then the one cheap guy who I think I would come down to, um, Shelvin Mack is probably the one point guard that I'd be willing to go towards the bottom end for. His price lately has been, you know, basically like rock bottom over there. He's played 24, 31 minutes the last two games. You know, he's actually scoring pretty well. He had 16 points the one game, real-life points, 17 real-life points the next game. Hasn't been giving you a ton in the other categories, but he's been giving you a little bit and enough to get you, 
you know, 25, 30 fantasy points. So at, at the price that he's at, I think he's the one cheap guy I'd go down to. But um, those are basically the three guys I have at the top of my list. Yeah, you know, the issue that I have with Sheldon Mack is it's the San Antonio Spurs, like I always say. so, Or like we always say. So it is like um, enough of a price for us to, to say, you know, hey, um, you know, maybe we just need to make an exception anyway because uh, it is, you know, below 4K. The, the 3700 was the last price. And so we're just so close to the bare minimum. You, you don't really need much at all for you to meet value. I'm actually probably taking a look at somebody – uh, like Donald Sloan, who was just a little bit more expensive. Last price that we had on him uh, for January, 20, oh, sorry, February 23rd action was 4,500. And in, he produced 28 fancy points on the road at Portland, which is good for 6.2x. So, you know, great matchup, obviously, against the, the, the Phoenix Suns. I'm wondering how many, I don't want to say bums, but I really do mean the word bums. Like, maybe, if, if like, are you interested in a bum stack at all? Just like rolling, you know, uh, Archie Goodwin, Devin Booker, uh, Thad Young, who isn't really that much of a bum, but you know, just no, he, you can't put that in the bum category. Well, his team, he's on a bum team. Joe Johnson, you can call a, a, a I don't know, some semi rejuvenated bum, soon to be Cleveland Cavalier bum, you know, I'll say. Um, uh, you know, sort of, do you, how do you feel about the bum stack for Thursday? I mean, I, I wouldn't do it, but if you want to do it, be sure to pick up my There's cash games. Uh, you know, no defense played in that game. That's the that's the appealing part. You know, so yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't mind. I actually don't mind a couple of these guys on on Brooklyn, and I don't mind a couple of these guys on Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, but not not a ton of them. Like I like Joe Johnson. I've been playing him. I actually said Thad Young's not a bum because I've actually been playing him a bunch lately, and he's been doing pretty well. Um, you know, I, I like Brooke Lopez in that game too. I mean, there's a lot of guys in that game that make some sense, but I don't know if I think that stack, like, would you rather have exposure to that game or Oklahoma city, New Orleans, you know, or Portland and Houston? Like there's some games that are going to have like two twenty spreads on this day. Um, so I don't know if that's going to really work out to stack up as bad as both of those teams are defensively. I, I think that there are some other games that are going to be higher paced anyway. All right, that makes some sense for me. So uh, uh, we can move forward from one position. I think we successfully scraped the bottom of the barrel um, in that spot. Uh, uh, down at the bottom, too, as well, another um, play that I would probably prioritize over Sheldon Mack just because of the San Antonio Spurs matchup is uh, Patrick Beverly. He's uh, back, back in the same range uh, overall, 45, 4,700. Um, he's just basically an, a, a consistent cheat code for me. Again, 27 fancy points is good for 5.8x on the 23rd against Utah. He, they got Utah to play um, into the 130s, believe it or not, which is uh, pretty awesome. And then before that, 34 points was good for 7.6x against Phoenix. So super trustworthy, super cheap. Uh, I love, you know, to, you want to pair um, you know, the top option, like, you know, Westbrook, Curry, Lillard, any of those guys, and, you know, balance out your salary with a, with a cheapie. Patrick Beverly is always my go-to guy. All right, let's go ahead and flip over to the shooting guard position here for Thursday and talk about your top options here. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, James Harden is always somebody I want to have some GPP exposure to. Um, I don't love him for cash games. I don't think this is, like, one of those games where he's going to go for, like, 60 or 65 points. Um, although Portland does play fast, you know, McCollum and Lillard have not been known as the greatest defensive backcourt. It should be a high-scoring game. Um I just don't know if I if I trust him as a guy with huge upside. If I'm paying up, I think I'd rather go get Westbrook at the point guard spot than pay up for Harden at the two. 
Um, but on the other side of that game, I do love C.J. McCollum because he's been playing very well lately, putting up a lot of points. And we know that, you know, the shooting guard position, taking guys going up against James Harden defense has been profitable all season long. So I think C.J. McCollum, probably the guy that I'm going to have the most exposure to. And then um, looking at some of the cheap options, uh, don't hate Joe Johnson against Phoenix, who we talked about here. Um, depending on what site you're playing on, I know he's a shooting guard over on FanDuel. <clears throat> some other sites have him listed as a forward or a small forward if you're playing over there. Um, he's another guy that I like, though. He's been putting up pretty good numbers. You know, Phoenix, we know, plays at a high pace. They're not a very good defensive team. Like you said, you know, anybody in that game is probably in play. So I like Joe Johnson a lot. And then the cheap guy that I've been looking at is um, O.J. Mayo, who's been seeing some decent minutes. Not a great matchup for him going up against Boston. But, again, some of these guys are just so cheap and that, and you're going to see some minutes that, you know, I still have faith in him to put up 20 fantasy points to 30 fantasy points and give me, uh, you know, some upside at his at his rock bottom price if I needed it. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. I think that um, I am interested in CJ McCollum. Chris Middleton to me has been a, a you know, uh, a bit of a trustworthy uh, guy, you know, in terms of getting shots and, and offense. He hasn't produced uh, 5X on the price tag, but the good news is, is um, you know, that that price jumped up to 7,700. And then, you know, um, he really didn't do too much after he hit 7,700. So hopefully for Thursday's slate, we can come back and get another discount uh, on him overall. Uh, and, you know, the one thing I need to take a look at here is whether or not you, um, you know, play or fade a guy like OJ Mayo, who's been getting an increase in minutes and still is very cheap under 4K against Avery Bradley defense. Uh, what's your, your general thoughts on that? Uh, as you know, your your super cheap uh, scrub a dub dub for Thursday. Yeah, I mean, you know, here's here's the way I look at it. Like even you know with the Shelvin Mack thing, there are there are defenses that I don't normally target, and there are guys who I don't normally target people against. Um, and I wouldn't pay up for anybody that was playing like the San Antonio Spurs defense or somebody that was going up against a you know a, a healthy Kawhi Leonard or an Avery Bradley or a Jimmy Butler. But when you're talking a, a punt value option, I care more about what kind of minutes I think the guy's going to get because, yeah, these guys might – you know, the, nobody gets completely shut down in a basketball game. Like basketball games don't end in shutouts usually unless, you know, it's an incredible mismatch and definitely not at like the NBA level. So guys are still going to get some points. There's still going to be missed shots, so guys are still going to get some rebounds. And, you know, you can get an assist just by being the point guard standing on top of the – you know, key and passing it to somebody open on the wing who hits a jump shot. So guys are still going to score some points. So a guy as cheap as Mayo or a guy as cheap as Shelvin Mack, I'm worried more about the minutes. If they're going to get 20 to 30 minutes a game, which the two of them have been doing lately, I still think they're going to come up with 20 to 30 fantasy points. So I still would have no problem playing them at 4K or, you know, 3,800, whatever, whatever Mack was at. Now, I wouldn't take a guy who's like 6 or 7K in that mid-range in a tough matchup like that. But with the cheap guys, I still think that they're going to do enough if you're, if you're safe and solid in the minutes that they'll pay off their salary for you. So I have no problem rolling OJ Mayo, just like I have no problem rolling uh, you know, Shelvin Mack. But on the flip side of that, I wouldn't roll a 7 or 8K player up in that, in that tough defensive matchup. 
All right, fair enough. Um, the, the last guy I want to mention here is Evan Fournier, who's um, had another super solid game. This is, we're, we're talking a minimum of 5.2x here for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games uh, once again. And he's essentially playing the, the three out of position and scoring quite well. Uh, 21 points uh, in this game against Philadelphia, 23 points against Indiana. He actually even put up 28 points against the San Antonio Spurs. So, like, regardless of matchup, he has been crushing it. Uh, and, the, you know, game, two games before that against Atlanta, uh, 16, 3, and 4 with three steals was good for 30 fancy points and 6.4x. So, to me, he's lock and load uh, at this point. It's getting all the small forward minutes now that Tobias Harris is off the roster. And, you know, and, and the same thing. On the same token, I'm I'm all in on on Commissioner Gordon, uh, who's just a, basically a consistent double double threat. But we're not here already to talk about Commissioner Gordon yet, because we got to talk about RotoWire.com and the free 10 day trial that we've got going on here, Benny. Uh, so if you want to get involved, uh, all you have to do is go to RotoWire.com/pod. Features include lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, soccer, golf. Up to the mid depth charts, customizable league projections, complete draft kits for all the major sports. Uh, you want to get the information and the news, the stats, the, the uh, projections that we use here on this very podcast. You can take advantage of it all by yourself here on the free 10 day trial, rotowire.com slash pod. Let them know that Josh and Betty sent you. All right, let's go ahead and talk about what you're doing here on the wing here for Thursday. Yes, small forward's kind of tough here. Um, the guy I like the most, and I've been playing him all week, so I don't think I'm going to stop in this matchup, has been uh, Giannis. Um, he's basically gone 37, 39, 36. And then the last game, obviously, he went nuts and scored uh, 69 fantasy points in his last four. So he's been giving you a solid 5X floor, and you know he's flashed the upside as well. Um, Boston is so good against the guards that you usually want to look at the you know the front court players against them. So... I probably like Giannis the most. He's going to be the guy that I pay up for. And then from there, it's kind of tough for me. I mean, if you can fit the Rand, I think he's going to get you 40 to 50 fantasy points. Although I don't think it's going to be great value. You know, he's basically been going like four and a half to five and a half um, X. I don't think this is going to be a huge upside game for him. So I think he can get you close to five X. But I, I again, you know, I'd rather pay up for, you know, Harden and or Westbrook than I would for, for Durant here. So I've been going down to guys like the Trevor Ariza range. He's been playing pretty well. Portland game's going to be paced up. Ariza's gone like 7X and 6X in his last two. Um, you know, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of Harden in this game because I think that a lot of the other guys are starting to step up, like like a Beverly and, and an Ariza. You know, they're getting more production out of, out of everybody across the board, which is hurting Harden, but it is actually helping the team a little. Um, you know, maybe like a Harrison Barnes, Evan Turner's coming off a big game, but you know, I don't really like a lot of it down there. I mean, last night people were using Mo Harkless, um, which he had like a horrendous game and I, I still don't get that one, even though he's mint price. Like I don't really see a lot here. Um, I don't want to use Gordon Hayward against San Antonio. You know, obviously it's a lot different without Kawhi Leonard. If, you know, if Leonard was in, it would be the worst matchup. Um, it's probably still softer, but it's still not, a, you know, like that's a situation where I don't want to pay up for a guy playing San Antonio, you know, Evan, uh, Evan Turner, Jay Crowder, you know, Crowder's coming off the huge game. He'll probably be highly owned, but I don't feel like paying six K for him. So like I said, there's not a lot here for me. I think I'm going to use a lot of Giannis and Ariza, um, you know, and, and not really mess around with too much of anything else unless we get some value. 
Yeah, um, I agree with you there as well. How could you be so heartless is what I always like to say. I think we've I've said that to you a million times over, and you never really have a good answer for me. So um, that's, that's an interesting situation there. Oh, one thing I'm, I'm going to say th- here is um, what I have noticed uh, from the San Antonio Spurs is we need to pay attention to Kawhi Leonard information because he's missed the past three games. So this calf injury looks a little bit more serious than people have thought. There hasn't been any news that I've seen come across as of yet. And because of that, we've seen different, different things happen um, in this matchup. They, for three straight games, uh, teams have scored uh, into the hundreds on the, against the San Antonio Spurs without Kawhi Leonard. So he's made all, essentially all the difference. Uh, in, in, in terms of their defense, it's no surprise because he's maybe the best defender in the NBA at any position. I wouldn't be, I don't think I'm remiss in saying that. Um, so on, on the, by that same token, if we, maybe we take a look at um, Gordon Hayward or maybe Shelvin Mack is a better play than I originally thought here um, because uh, of the, you know, sort of different difference in defensive intensity and overall production from that spot. So that's something to pay attention to. We're two days out, obviously, or a day and a half out. So, and we'll have more information at least with, in terms of whether or not he plays against Sacramento today on Wednesday. Um, and we'll see if that all sort of premise holds up. So I think that's important for, for people to note out there. Um, Cause you could sort of make your turn, turn your um, cash game play into a contrarian play as well by using somebody, some players that people like I, like you and I have generally sort of uh, went away against. Although you did say, you know, um, bring the Mac daddy on uh, before we even uh, discuss this. So uh, kudos to you on that. Now down below at the bottom here, I think you're, you're, you're pretty much, uh, you know, right on point with, uh, you know, talking about how you want to approach the, uh, the small four position. The, the bottom gets ugly very quickly. Like, I don't want any Mo Harkless, uh, you know, Iguodala against Orlando. Not Corey Brewer is a starter, but he stinks. Uh, Hazonia hasn't, you know, could be in a, in a decent spot against Golden State Warriors because he plays the way the Golden State Warriors play. You just can't trust him to get consistent uh, minute, minute production. The, the game logs look terrible uh, for him. So I think I'm really willing to just draw the line at, you know, in the Ariza, PJ Tucker, Harrison Barn range, if you really have to go cheap and then uh, just go from there. However, PJ Tucker has uh, inexplicably been getting game flowed um, out or production flowed out, I guess I'll say. Um, so I'm going to take him off the list, even though it's it should be a decent matchup against Brooklyn. But since they've moved Archie Goodwin to the two, which I think bumps Devin Booker to the three somehow. Uh, so we'll see if that, I think that's what they're sort of preparing for Brandon Knight to re-enter the lineup and, and, and uh, you know, put P.J. Tucker on the sidelines, which to me, I get it from a youth perspective and a ping pong balls perspective, but from, you know, an overall putting your best players in the lineup, that's that's not a great uh, option. So if that's what they're actually doing, then, then hats off to them for, you know, keeping the, the ping pong balls intact. Um, anybody else you want to talk about at the three before we go to the four? Nope, that's about it. All right, power forward is up next. Um, so much for Brow. <laughs> we talked about that, and I was like, I, you know how me, I've always just wanted to, like, um, rib you just a little bit for taking a stand on Anthony Davis, which I, there, there really isn't any ribbing necessary to be done. I was just like, I, I, the only reason I'd like to do it for you, because, A, because it's fun, and it's entertaining for me personally, <laughs> and I know you appreciate that. Um, but no, and you know, I always like to say, and I'm, I'm, I'm as guilty of this as you. I just don't put my, my business out there in the streets for the trolls to, to set on fire. Okay. Uh 
um, uh, we all have our like sort of biases or you know stances that we take on different players. And you know, Anthony Davis wrote the dud for all the people who are like, oh yeah, let's get back in. It's fifty nine and twenty. He's going to start crushing it, you know. And then he um, scores only fifty points fewer than than the, than the fifty nine point performance. So, um, kudos to you for um, for being right. Uh, the one thing I w- I will say about this is. Um, I like to try to, you know, at least subscribe to the fact or believe that I will play anybody on any slate at any time. Um, but we all have our little bit of biases. Like I said, I just don't um, probably um, voice them as voraciously vor- as you do. Uh, yeah. But having said that, I think that Anthony Davis, to me, can make some sense if you save some salary. Uh, I do sort of – I am re- really interested in what happens with Draymond Green versus Aaron Gordon. Um, in, in that spot, I think we're all more likely to play Aaron Gordon for the price. Um, but how do you, what's your general approach for Thursday at Power Forward? Yeah, um, well, let me let me get one thing clear first because people people were like, you know, kind of busting my chops because I did have some exposure to Anthony Davis when he had that big game. Sure, um, it's a GPP. I play him. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Like I'll play him in GPPs. I'm not against playing him in GPP. My stance is against playing him in cash, which, you know, I still wound up hitting my cash games without his 90 points the other day. So I'm still perfectly happy with that. But it's not that I don't like Anthony Davis or anything like that. It's just for me, when you when you're thinking about one of those guys up at that price point, there are other guys who you have to sacrifice if you pay up for Anthony Davis. And, you know, like Russell Westbrook, uh, the Marcus Cousins, James Harden, you can only fit so many of those 10K studs into your lineup. And for me, it just seems like Anthony Davis is the one that I would rather – that I have the least faith in. So that's why I've been staying away from him. Um, people are going to say to me, well, I know you didn't like Anthony Davis the other night, so you're probably not playing him tonight. But I actually really like him for tournaments in this game. Uh, going up against OKC, we know it's going to be a fast pace. You know, he's taking a lot of shots. That team is banged up. They need him to score. If this game is going to be a – you know, 115-108 kind of game, Anthony Davis is going to have to put up a lot of points here. Now, the other thing is I didn't play him in tournaments last night because he was coming off a 90-point game and I figured everybody was going to own him and there was a chance that he could underperform. Because remember, he's only been over 6x value twice since Christmas. Christmas Day and then the 90-point game the other day have been the only times that he's really given you huge GPP upside. So, you know, he's a decent GPP play because he does have that potential to go crazy, but he's not um, somebody that I'm ever going to take when he's highly owned. So I was off him last night. Now that everybody got burned on him, I think tonight would be a night that you can put him back in your GPPs because he's probably going to be really low owned, and he does have that 50-point ceiling. So I actually like him a little more than I like Draymond, um, even though Draymond's price is, is really appealing. I think it's only like 84 or 82 the other day. Um, so it's not all that expensive, but you know, I like him more than I like Draymond for, for tournaments. If I'm paying up for cash though, I'm coming down and going cheaper. You can get Jabari Parker still at like 55, 5,600. And he's been giving you, yeah, yeah, he's giving you six and seven X every game. Um, I would just plug him in the matchup against Boston. We like taking bigs against Boston. So I think it makes a lot of sense to just look his way. Aaron Gordon, I have a little bit of hesitation on, but I still think I'd be willing to roll him out if his price stays at only 6100 You know, right at 6 k he's been giving you over 30 every game. I know it's a little bit of a tougher matchup. Um, but again, Golden State also plays very fast. So 
couple extra rebounds, maybe an extra bucket or two. You know, if Orlando can keep it close, I think he can get you to 30 pretty easily. And then the guy who I think is kind of interesting, how do you feel about Jared Sullinger? Because he's been putting up about 30 fantasy points a game, doing so at 6K over on FanDuel. Um, and it's been like four or five games in a row right now. So his minutes seem to be a, a little bit safer. Do, do you know? Would you be able to trust a guy like Sollinger? Would he be a GPP only, or are you are you staying away altogether? You know what? I have to say, for the most part, that this looks like fairly decent for cash. What I want are two things. Mm-hmm. I want a plus defensive matchup, so so I can sort of inch myself a little more forward with Jared Sollinger. Okay, and I think mm-hmm. we have that with, versus. Uh, um, you know, Greg Monroe or you know, Jabari Parker, however that ends up shaking out. And I want, I want to see the production and the consistency. And you know, he's he's uh, what been he had four strike games with eleven rebounds before that last game uh, against the the Minnesota Timberwolves, where he went for only for twelve and seven, but chipped in, but made up the difference with five assists and a steal. So Stone yeah. nearly got you to a thirty fancy thirty fancy point line. So, uh, but you know what? If you from a GPP perspective, the one thing that you have to know is you could, uh, you know, end up with as, as little as four x uh, as much as you can end up with six or eight x um, at this price tag. So I, I'm okay with the play. I don't love the play. I really, really would rather um, like go into the direction of. Of, of Aaron Gordon um, in, in this spot, or go down to Jabari Parker for cheaper because you because Jared Sandler and his price is in no man's land. It's like six k, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I think for you know for, into the fifty five hundred range, as long as Jabari Parker holds, and it may not because he just produced six point one x again in, in the spot. He's mm-hmm. been I don't know for whatever reason a guy who's finally found his groove. Um, I would sort of, you know, just feel a little bit better about the scoring upside in that spot, knowing that you can attack guys like Jared Sollinger and, you know, um, whoever they, he ends up getting paired with, Olenek or Zeller or whoever else is, you know, Amir Johnson with him in, uh, alongside the front court. So I, I probably want, want the other side of that. And then, you know, Aaron Gordon, to me, uh, against Golden State is in, in a really good spot. We're talking about uh, basically the same price range here and, and is doing more overall than, than Jared Sollinger is. So 11 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, three steals, and a block. And and three out of the four games prior to that, he hit a tray, which I know you also love. So, um, yeah, I think I'm just – you tell me. I, I, I have this I have this prioritized Aaron Gordon, Jabari Parker, Jared Sollinger. How do you have it for Thursday? I definitely have Parker first. I mean, as long as, especially with him being a couple hundred bucks cheaper, but even if the three of them are all at 6K, mm-hmm. um, I think I would have Parker first. I think in GPPs, I have Parker first. Uh, probably, There's definitely yeah, I mean, more an upside for him I, than Aaron Gordon. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go Parker, Gordon, Sullinger. Sullinger's definitely third on the list for me. Okay. Um, so it probably be Park, Parker, Gordon. Parker, Sollinger, and I just flip Parker and Sollinger and Parker and Gordon in, in GPPs because we know Parker is definitely the better scorer. Um, not the yeah, better. I I think I I probably have Parker ahead in in every format um, because you are saving a couple hundred bucks. And the only thing that scares me a little bit with Gordon is the is the matchup with Draymond because he is a very good defensive player. So you know I don't. I don't see the upside really with Gordon. I think he's safe for around 30 points, but I think Parker has more upside. And I also think that Parker for a couple hundred bucks is safer for the same 30 points. All right. Fair enough. I really like Parker in case you can't figure it out by that. I mean, like Parker for me is the, is the automatic plug and play. And then 
figuring out what to do with the second spot is going to be, you know, how the roster construction comes about. All right. Uh, that's, that's totally fair. I mean, the numbers are there for both of those guys. And he's, like we said, a, a much better scorer. We've always, I mean, this is, he was the number two pick for a reason. People wanted to sort of uh, leave him for dead ends for, you know, by hook or by crook. He's started to derive that, to, to produce that, that, that uh, you know, dookie flash that we sort of mm-hmm. expected for our, to him for to, uh, to come for some time now. All right. Uh, before we move forward to the center position, we're going to talk to all the business owners out there that may need a website. If you need a website, why not do it yourself here with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from the drag and drop editor there's no coding needed you don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful you can do it yourself with wix.com wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day so when you're running your own business you're bound to be too busy too busy to worry about the budget the scheduling appointments or building a website for your business and because you're too busy it has to be easy and that's where wix.com comes in Wix.com. It's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, let's go ahead and talk about our stunners at the center position here for Thursday. Yeah, there's um, there's actually a couple guys up towards the top I like. Uh, Vucevic has been playing really well lately. Um, yeah, centers centers like, have uh, been. Some people like Vucevic. <laughs> That's it. Um, some centers have been doing pretty well against the Golden State Warriors as well. Uh, you had, um, Al Horford just put up like a 60 burger against, um, you know, the Warriors the other day. So I think Vucevic is in a pretty good spot here. I also like Brooke Lopez going up against Phoenix. Um, Brooke Lopez putting up some pretty good numbers. Phoenix struggling to stop big guys. They play at a faster pace. So Brooklyn's going to be paced up. I think that game stays close and is high scoring. And, you know, as you mentioned before, it features very little defense. So I think uh, dumping it inside the Brook Lopez is going to be something that the Nets try to do a lot. I also like Greg Monroe against Boston. Um, he's not a guy that I play often, and I think he's going to be very low owned for tournaments at 7900 when for like $500 more you can go up and get Lopez. But in two games so far this season against Boston, uh, Greg Monroe had 50 points in the one game, 51 fantasy points in the one game, and 42 fantasy points in the other game. So he's been getting it done. We know that Boston struggles against, uh, you know, big guys on the interior. We know that uh, Greg Monroe struggles against guys that are bigger than him because he's basically a power forward. But the Celtics don't have anybody that's bigger than him. So, you know, I think this is a good spot for him as well. And then if I'm looking to save, I think the guy I come down to is uh, Alex Len. Uh, good chance that we might be without Tyson Chandler here. And in the game so far without Chandler, he actually got in foul trouble in the last game and, uh, you know, didn't play a ton of minutes. But in his last two games, he's got 35 and 28 fantasy points. His price is at 4,600, you know, 23 points, 13 rebounds, 14 points, 8 rebounds in the last two games. I think he's safe for 25 to 30 fantasy points if Chandler's out. Um, so if he's below 5K, that's giving you great, you know, 6, 7X kind of value. So, that would be the way that I'm looking at the, uh, you know, center position on the slate. Yeah, I like Vucci up top for sure. Um, you, um, it, although um, Andrew Boga does hold his own defensively, so it could be a little bit more of a struggle. Although, I mean, we just take a look at them, the, uh, the, the the pace and the uh, and the numbers in this matchup, and you just have to know that this is they're they're going to need to score um, from somewhere. And Vucci is a is a is a, a likely. Um, position for them for them to target brooke lopez for me against phoenix uh i gotta go with rollo 
uh, as well. I think that you can you you can see uh, what he's done production wise, and we're talking about fifty six, forty three, and fifty three fantasy points, good for five to six and a half x. There, you love that. I think that's even enough ceiling. Uh, for, for to make a case for GPPs, it just all comes down to whether or not you have a salary available or, or not. Um, it is super pricey. We're talking about eighty six hundred you know, on the price tag, um, you know. But at at some point, uh, you're going to have to you know pay up somewhere. So I think you can do um, pretty well um, in that in that same spot. And I love Greg Monroe. We talked about how you know. Boston plays great defense, but you can sort of attack the center position because position it's Sully. Um, and I think we're in, a, in that same similar spot here. Where once again, I am a little bit disappointed about what he did, did against LA. That really just made no sense to me. Um, but, you know, the only question I have too is can we consistently pair Monroe with Jabari Parker on the front line and get, and get production out of both? That's my only concern because I think it is a, an actually a, a, a pretty strong play uh, overall. And then on the flip side of that, if we want to, um, you know, take a look at what's happening there in Phoenix, and I think the last two games have shown that the Alex Lynn is going to be a guy who's going to who be a, a factor overall. Maybe it's more related to the Tyson Chandler news of him, you know, having shoulder issues. Maybe it's not, but so obviously you definitely want to check on that. So if that's the case, then I want some exposure to Alex Lynn for sure in the 4,600 range, you know, with 24 and 30 minutes we're talking about like a floor of six X on just based off of what, what uh, 28 fancy 27, 28 fancy points at under five K. So that's, you know, GPP juicy for sure. Um, Anybody else that you want to throw in the, in the pivot before we head out of here? No, I mean, I see people playing Plumlee a lot lately and a lot of people are throwing Bogut in there, Um, but I'm not really messing with any of those other guys. Like I said, if I can afford to get up and, and look at like, you know, Vucci, Lopez, Monroe, that's probably going to be the three that I'm deciding between. Um, and then if I have to go down, it's going to be Alex Len. And, you know, I don't see any other way to play the center on uh, on the slate. All right. I agree with you wholeheartedly. All right. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for today's edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast. Thanks for listening, for downloading, subscribing. Uh, don't forget to check us out iTunes and Stitcher. Press the little red button on YouTube. We've been steadily adding uh, YouTube subscribers on each and every show. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com